I came here on a Saturday night. Uh, on a Saturday night to hear from God. Won't he do it? I won't be before y'all long. It's a Saturday night. I know it's past some of y'all curfews and bedtimes. Amen. But if you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to the book of Judges? The book of Judges, chapter 7. We're going to read from verses 1 through 9. I'm reading from a different version from the NIV. So if you have it, say amen. I need to talk back, church, today. When you have it, say amen. Come on. Amen. Here beginneth the reading of God's holy word. It says, In the morning, Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Harod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel will boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 20,000 men left, while 10,000 men remained. And the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Say, too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will thin them out for you there. If I say with you, he shall go. But if I say this, one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the man down into the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap water with their tongues as dogs lap from those who kneel to drink. 300 of them drank with cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that lap, I will save you and give you the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. It says, now the camp of Midian lay below them in the valley. Verse 9 During the night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up and go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. So far, the scripture. I have a title today, Enough. Say enough. Enough. So I want to tell you all a story before we get, how how did we get to this point? So I want to talk about chapter 6 real briefly. So in chapter 6, God says to Israel, has been doing evil in the eyes of God, right? So Israel has been doing evil things in God's eyes, all type of perversion things, right? So he allows the Midianites to take over and take charge over Israel. It was so bad that Israel was hiding in shelters, caves, and mountain cliffs. Now, you know it's bad if you hide on a mountain cliff. It's, it got to be bad. So the Bible says that Israel was so impoverished that they cried out to the Lord, for help. Now, I just told you that Israel was doing bad in the eyes of the Lord. But in, they, in doing bad, they asked God for help. Have you ever cried out for God for a mess that you put yourself in? Huh? Have you ever cried out to God for a mess that you put yourself in? God told you to put yourself on a budget. Now you're in debt. And you're like, God, get me out of debt. He did. He told you he put you on a budget, but you kept on spending God, you said, help me, lead this person alone. But when y'all broke up, you went back to your ex-boo. Now you just can't get rid of him. He asked God, help me out. You're saying, God, I need your help. 
God, I got this high blood pressure. The doctor told you five years ago to stop the greasy food, but you've still been eating it. So have you ever put yourself in a mess that you need God to get you out of, right? But how gracious is our God that even when we put ourselves in our own mess, he delivers us out. Even when we don't do what he asks us to do, he still delivers us out. Even when we do things we weren't supposed to do, he still makes a way of escape for us to come out of, right? So God is so gracious and loves us so much that he still brings us out of our own mess. Amen? In the book of Isaiah, it says, we all like sheep have gone astray, each of us, and turned our own way. Y'all turned your own way, right? Y'all did what you wanted to do. You know, God said, do this. You didn't do it. God said, told you to go this way. You didn't go. God said, pray a little more. You're still sleeping. See, we're doing what we want to do. But God still loves us, even as we sheep have gone our own way. It says, and he laid on them the iniquity of us all. He's laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. In Romans, it says, neither height nor death nor anything under all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. Nothing that we do can separate us from what we do. So even when we go our own way, even when we stray away, even when we do what we want to do, the love of Christ is far enough, is deep enough, is strong enough to bring us out of where we want. The love of God is strong enough to bring us anywhere we need to be. Amen. Amen. But let me get back to the story. So Israel, so God sends an angel to Gideon, right? And the angel says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, they say Gideon was a coward. But God called him a mighty warrior, right? God told him he's a mighty warrior. So God spoke over something he didn't even know about himself. She says, so the angel sent and said, you are a mighty warrior. So Gideon replies, if God is with us, why has he let this suffering happen? If God is with us, why have this suffering happened? I guess he didn't know his own people was doing what they wanted to do. But it says, so it keeps going and it says, he says, okay, if I'm this mighty war that you asked me to be, and you say that you're going to deliver the Midianites into my hands, I'm going to put you to the test, God, okay? He says, okay, God, look, I got this fleece. If this fleece be wet and the ground dry, I know you'll deliver the Midianites into my hands, right? So God says, okay, I got you. So he wakes up in the morning, the fleece is wet, the ground is dry. Now he says, okay, God, don't be mad. He do like we normally do. He like, look, okay, God, I know you gave me the sign, but I need you to show me another sign. I need another one. So he says, okay, now this time, let the ground be dry and the fleece, let the uh, fleece be dry and the ground wet. This time, God says, okay, I got you. He does it again. So he says, surely now I know that you will deliver the Midianites into my hands. So this brings us to chapter 7. So it says, early in the morning, Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all his men kept at the spring of Harad. The camp of the Midian was north of them, and the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel will boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Have you been taking credit for something God is trying to do? He says, and my own strength has saved me. So God says, you know, you got the prophecy. I'm going to be a millionaire. God says, okay, cool. So you've been working day and night, slaving every night, working 70 hours every week. But God said, I only told you to work 20. You're working too hard. 
That's not the way I told you to do it. That's not how I told you to do it. You said, God, you told me this. You told me that. And God says, but that's not the way I told you to do it. You're trying to still do it your own way. So if you're taking notes, it's, write this down. Your sufficiency can only go as far as your willingness to rely on God's ability. Your sufficiency can only go as far as your willingness to rely on God's ability. So what does it mean to be sufficient? It means to be enough. It means to be adequate to meet the needs of a situation proposed in the end. It was the apostle Paul wrote in Corinthians. He said, he said Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. So God's grace is strong enough to bring to redeem us back to God, but it's the ability for our weaknesses that he makes up with his strength. So where our weakness ends, God's strength takes over. So, but you have to show yourself to be weak so that Jesus' strength can take over. It's not the ability when you try to do it on your own that Jesus can't take over. He's not going to force himself, but you have to be willing to accept your weakness to allow his strength to take over. Amen? So it is in your, it's in when your sufficiency continues when your ability to rely on God's ability. Amen? Judges 7 through chapter, uh, chapter 7, verse 3, now says, Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 20,000 men left with 10,000 remain. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will thin them out. It says, this shall go with you, then he shall go. But if I say he don't, then he doesn't go. So point number two, you must learn to be flexible with God. You must learn to be flexible with God. So I want to paint the picture for you. So I'm going to be Gideon. I can see Gideon now. So God says, if any man tremble with fear, right, tell him he can go home. So 20,000 leave. And I see Gideon, whew, that's 20,000. Okay, that's, that's a good amount of number. Uh, but 10,000, I'm cool with that. You know, we can still take over. You still got too many. Wait, hmm? He said, God, wait. He do, we do. Wait, God, you said too many? I got too many men. Wait, you said I'm supposed to take over many nights and you want less to come out? Okay, so God probably going to take away about 2,000. I'm leaving with eight, right? God going to leave me with 8,000. But that's what we do. You know, God says, cut back a little bit. We try to, okay, God, I can do it. When God challenges us, we try to go back and forth. He tells you, you know, pay up your tithes. So we say, okay, God, I'm going to give you the 10th. Or when things get weird, we, we go to an eighth. We, we don't give him the whole 10th. We compromise, try to compromise. God, you know, you give me the 10th, but I'm, I'm going to get an eighth this time. I'm going to get a 12th next month to make up for the 10th, make up the difference. But he's challenging you. So he says, go to the, to the water. And the 300, he says, go for the men that lap like dogs, right? So I took some notes. I had to, I was perplexed about this whole situation. So as I read the situation, as I read through it, it says, everybody isn't meant to go with you to the next level. People we try to hold on to. Some people were for just that time. Everybody isn't meant to go with you to the next level. Some people were supposed to go away. 
everybody's not meant to go to the next level with you. Everybody isn't meant to be, are, isn't uh, root people, as they say. Some people are seasonal. They're just to help you in that time. And it also, as I read this, it's funny how the same situation, people drinking water, made two different people do two different things. It says, get the people who lap like dogs. Get the people who lap like dogs. So it lets me know that people handle things differently. People handle things differently. So you can't be mad at somebody when they don't handle it the way you expected them to handle it. People handle things differently. So you have to be prepared when they don't handle it the way you thought they should have handled it. And it says, get the people like dogs. So what's the characteristic of a dog? You know, I'd heard some people say men are dogs, but I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> dogs are loyal. Dogs are loyal. Why is it important to be loyal? Because no matter what you go through, you have to be committed to God. See, he said get the people who lap like dogs. So if he didn't, if he ignored God, when it came for war, they would have ran. When it came time to fight, they would have ran. But you have to get people who are loyal to you and to your assignment. Amen? What else is strange about dogs? Dogs can sense emotion. If anybody has a dog or ever had a dog, a dog knows when you're happy. A dog knows when you're sad. Right? I saw this, this homeless man in Chicago. He had a dog. Now, he looked very upset. He, was, he looked angry. Now, I don't know if he was angry because of the situation or because it was cold outside, but he looked upset. But no matter what, that dog was there to comfort him. That dog was there to put a smile on his face because he could rely on that dog. Dogs have a sense of discernment. If you ever know when it's finna rain, listen to your dog. If you know if a person is bad, listen to your dog. Dogs bark at bad people. Dogs bark at bad people. Dogs know when things are about to happen. That's why if you always look in the movie, the dog barking at a spirit, because it's no something is about to happen. <laughs> dogs have a level of discernment. And dogs are selfless. Dogs are selfless. They always put themselves before their master. They put their master right before. When something is trying to attack their master, what do a dog do? They jump in front of it. Dogs are selfless. And these are characteristics that we need to have as people. We need to be selfless. We need to be loyal. We have, need to have discernment. And we need to have empathy. Amen? Verse 7 says, The Lord said to Gideon, With the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give you the Midianites in your hands. Let all the others go home. So I said, this is interesting because everything in the Bible means something. So I said, what does 300 mean? In my mind, I thought of the movie 300. This is Sparta. Huh? <laughs> this, that's my movie. This is Sparta. So I said, wait, what does 300 mean? So I looked up what 300 means. 300 is an interesting number because the same word that represents 300 is the 21st letter in the Hebrew language. It is shin, right? So 
I looked up, what does 300 mean? It means divine deliverance. Divine deliverance. 21 means an appointed time. So, it is my appointed time for divine deliverance. I prophesy that this is your time for divine deliverance. This is your time for healing. This is your time for a breakthrough. This is your time for a miracle. This is your time for wonders. God is about to blow your mind because this is your appointed time. I want you to look at your neighbor. Come on, mingle with each other. This is your appointed time. This is the time God is going to come through. This is the time God is going to be great again. This is the time. This is the time God is going to do it. This is your appointed time. You came here tonight because this is your appointed time. I feel God here. This is your appointed time. I'm trying to stress it to you because some of y'all been coming here with some heavy stuff, but this is your appointed time. This is your time for release. This is your time for release. This is your time for release. You got to let it go today. This is your time for release. God is going to do it because this is your appointed time. What's today? November 2nd, 2019. Say, this is my appointed time. This is your appointed time. It says in verse 8, So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300, who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. During the night, the Lord said to Gideon, Get up, go down against the camp, because I'm going to give it into your hands. Point number three, you must possess it by faith. You must possess it by faith. Whatever it is, you must possess it by faith. God is going to give it to you in your hands. He's going to deliver it to you in your hands. He's about to be the greatest FedEx, UPS, postal service ever because he's going to give it to you in your hands. He's better than Amazon Prime because he's going to give it to you in your hands. Amen? So, In verses 12 through 14, it says, God tells Gideon that if you are afraid to go down, it says, go down to the Midian camp, and afterwards you will be encouraged. It says, so Midian goes down into the camp, and he overhears a Midian talking to his friend. He says, I had a dream, right? I had a dream that a round loaf of bread came tumbling into the camp, and it hit with such force The whole tent collapsed. His friend replies to him and says, it can only be the sword of Gideon. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. So I want you to stretch out your hands today. Come on. God is giving it to you in your hands. God is giving it to you in your hands. I come to tell you that you are enough. Because God is handing it to you in your hands. Whatever you need, whatever it is, God is giving it to you in your hands. He's placing it in your hands. The wealth, the plan, the strategy, ah, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. God is giving it to you in your hands. Now receive it. Bring it in. Bring it in. God is giving it to you. He gave it to you. It's in your hands. It says, see, many times we feel that we're not enough for what God has called us to do. Many times we can't fulfill what God has called us to do, but you are enough because he's placed everything in you already. He's just waiting on you to manifest it out. 
He's just waiting on you to bring it out. You know, come to him with it. God, you gave me this gift. You gave me this ability. How do I bring it out? And he'll show you. To, he says, I've been waiting on you. I've been waiting on you so that I can manifest it out of you. Amen? So it says, it's funny because Goliath didn't think David's five stones was enough, but it only took one. Huh? The disciples didn't think the two fish and five loaves could feed the 5,000, but Jesus stretched it because it was enough. See, he took what's already in the basket. Huh? It's already in your basket. It's already in you. You, you have enough to do what your assignment is. But you just have to tap into Jesus. You have to tap into the source so he can bring it out of you. The woman with the issue of blood, she, the touch was enough. The touch was enough to deliver her of a disease she was dealing with for 12 years. You are enough. God has placed it inside of all of you to do what he called you to do. You are enough. The reason you are enough because he is inside of you. He was enough to redeem us back to God. And the same power that operates in Jesus operates in me. The same power that operates in me operates in you. We have the same power. I'm just like Jesus. I can walk on water because the same power that was in him works in me. So he says, greater works will you do. So it's time for our greater works because you are enough and he has given it to you in your hands. So now work your hands and God will manifest it out. Amen. That's all I got for you. Praise the Lord. Come on. Sing heaven down.